Hey, good morning, everybody. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Happy Monday. Beautiful day today. So after a week of taking a break and just kind of doing stuff I enjoy, I, uh, I've been playing around with uh, this song here. Take a look. So you may not be familiar with this song. It's a Japanese band. Uh, this was the song used at the end of Cowboy Bebop. I finished Cowboy Bebop like a month or two ago. And when I heard this song at the end, the the Netflix version of it, um, it reminded me. So Cowboy Bebop, a Japanese anime from like 20 years ago. Seems like forever ago now. But uh, I um, it just brought back a lot of memories, that song, because that was the... Um, that was the song when they would play the credits at, at the end of every episode. And uh, when I heard it at the end of the Netflix version, uh, it reminded me of it. I was like, wow, I forgot about this song. So I immediately went and downloaded an app that allows me to um, strip drums and uh, lets me kind of play around with it, tweak it a bit, change tempos, things like that. So I've been having a lot of fun messing around with this song for uh I want to say about a month or two, whenever I have time, but a uh, great song. I, I particularly love the, uh, the horns and everything that's going on there. Um, I have a pretty extensive background in music with big band and uh, jazz band. So that really kind of, um, that kind of resonated with me. I wanted to play it. And uh, so instantly, as soon as we finished it um, and then we went and watched the original version, the original Japanese anime, which Netflix also had listed around the same time. Um, I liked both. That's kind of how I spent my week. Hopefully yours was a little more, um, a little more fruitful or a little more exciting. Now, now that it's Monday and I'm back and I'm looking through the, the feed that has been provided to me, there's um, some new stuff that is talking about how cannabis can impair your driving up to four hours after consumption. And I was curious about that. I mean, I reflected on my own experience. Um, I don't, I really don't even do that anymore. I stopped doing that several years ago. I don't smoke and then drive. I'm just too paranoid. I mean, different circumstances now. And I think that has a huge uh, role to play in it. And I think, um, I think, that only happens as you get older and you have a family and you know, there's consequences and risks associated with it that, uh, and that's exactly what happened to me. But, um, I reflected on it and I, I can say that after four hours, I mean, if you're a veteran smoker, most of your life, I don't know, you should be able to drive just fine. I don't know what they're talking about. Are they talking about new, new smokers? And then there was another piece here by, um, by Schumer. When this guy talks, I listen. 
because uh, he's a real piece of work. Uh, but uh, I want to hear what he has to say. So there was an article about that. They're talking about uh, banking reform and how legalization is going. And what what is that framework going to look like uh, for whatever it's worth? I'm sure it's not going to have uh, the broader picture, but it might give us um, some hints of what to expect. So that's pretty much what's going on for today. If you want to stick around, do so. So first up, I'm going to share the screen with you. We're going to take a look at what these uh, articles are about with um, impaired driving on cannabis. So here we are. This is what it brought me to. Several large networks are covering this. Cannabis may impair driving ability for up to four hours. Study finds. Stone drivers are significantly impaired for up to four hours after cannabis use. Again, study finds around 14, 15, 20 hours ago is when this news was coming out. We're probably going to check out the New York Post first. I don't know if I want to do comparisons of each article, but study finds. I want, what is the study? Who conducted it? Let's find out. It's taking too long to load. This never happens. There it is. Okay. I've got fast internet. That's what I pay for. Better be fast. Cannabis can impair a person's ability to drive, according to this recent study. I wonder if I click this, will it take me to the study? Let's find out. Maybe that's why they linked it that way. Journals, psychiatry, full article. Well, well, while that's loading, although performance was improved or improving at three and a half hours, recovery was not fully seen until four and a half hours post-smoking, researchers stated. A group of researchers from the Center for Medicinal Cannabis Research at the University of California, San Diego, looked at 191 regular cannabis users and found that smoking cannabis led to significantly declined uh, simulated driving scores, according to the authors of the two-year randomized trial. Participants were given either a placebo cigarette or a cannabis cigarette containing either 5.9% or 13.4% levels of THC. And the study said the researchers found participants in the THC group showed a significant decline in composite driving scores. Related to a 25-minute simulated driving experience, the CDS assessed driving variables that included uh, following a lead car while varying speeds, uh, noting swerving in their lane and responding to divided attention tasks. The sharpest comparative difference in driving scores between the placebo and the THC group was noted at 30 minutes and one hour and 30 minutes after the time of inhaling of the cannabis cigarette. The researchers said in the report that the participants were hesitant to drive immediately after smoking, but nearly 69% of the participants reported that they were ready to drive at one and a half hours after smoking. Although users in the THC group left uh, felt impaired and were hesitant to drive at 30 minutes by one and a half hours, they believed the impairment was wearing off and were more willing to drive. This was despite their performance not significantly improving from the 30-minute point. The complete lack of correlation between blood concentrations and driving performance was somewhat surprising, according to this professor, PhD, San Diego School of Medicine. Fitzgerald, who is also the director of the toxicology laboratory and associate director of clinical chemistry laboratory at San Diego Health, added its strong evidence against developing a per se driving under the influence uh, statutes. 
per se laws established that a violation occurred if a legal standard was broken, for example, having a 0.08 blood alcohol content after a breath test of uh, or blood test means that you will be likely be found guilty of driving while intoxicated. Uh, California State Assemblyman said in a news release, this groundbreaking research indicates that cannabis use does impair driving ability, but factors differ from alcohol. Like, yeah, differs a lot. I mean, you're basically allowed to have one drink and you can drive. As long as it's under 0.08, you're considered um, competent enough to drive, but not completely sober. So can we find uh, a middle ground or a variable for cannabis to compare it to? What is considered okay enough to drive after smoking pot? Because if, um, if we can find... If we can find something the laws and the system can agree on for alcohol, like 0.08%, uh, which is um, maybe a light beer, maybe one light beer, um, are you completely sober? Are you somewhat buzzed? I guess it really depends on the person. And, and yeah, I suppose the 0.8, uh, 0.08% makes sense um, because... If you do get pulled over for whatever reason and then they find out you're at uh, 0.07% but still impaired, I guess they can still charge you with that. The cannabis situation is going to vary. We'll have to wait and see what happens. So this was it. Original investigation. Anybody ever heard of uh, Yama Psychiatry? I don't even know if that's how you say it. Key points question, what factors are related to the impact of smoked cannabis on driving and the user's perception of driving ability? You know, I wondered because it was a simulated um, study for all these uh, stoned guys that were driving. And mind you, part of it was placebo. and The other part was THC-based. I wonder if they just didn't take it seriously. I mean, people do generally take things a little more seriously when their life is on the line. I mean, most of the time. Uh, and I would consider driving uh, a form of that. Why? Because uh, though we have all these safety features in cars today, I think it's still possible that um, it can severely injure or be fatal. You can still get into accidents that are fatal even with all these safety features. So it's like we do take our lives uh, into our hands every time we get into a car or even step out of one. Um, so, yeah, were they not taking it seriously? So findings in this randomized clinical trial of 191, which is not a lot of people. I mean, gosh. The uh, users who smoked ad libitum placebo, 5.9%, or 13.5% THC cigarettes, similar driving worsened in the THC group but this was unrelated to the THC content, use history or blood THC concentration. Perception of driving impaired uh, decreased at one and a half hours, despite no objective improvement in driving. On average, performance was indistinguishable from the placebo group at four and a half hours. I mean, what does that mean? Did, Did the people who took the placebo think they were actually high or what was, or is that not, that's probably not what it's saying. Performance was indistinguishable. So I guess that's a good thing for those that had the THC 
uh, portion of it because at four and a half hours, they were basically fine and able to drive just fine. I think that's what the article originally said from New York Post. Um, Meaning when experienced cannabis users control their own intake, one cannot infer impairment based on the product THC content or blood concentrations. And the disconnect between performance and self-perceived impairment is an important public safety message. Man, mouthful. News. That's how the news is. Very interesting study overall for whatever it's worth. Now I want to see what Schumer was saying. If you want to stick around for that, that's um, that's kind of a fucking big deal, guys. How banking will get straightened out is anybody's guess. All right, here we are. So what does it say? It gives update on federal marijuana legalization and banking in meeting with equity advocates. Sure do have a way with words, don't they? So what is this update on legalization? Held a meeting. No, get out of, get out of here. Held a meeting with a variety of cannabis reform and other advocacy groups last week to discuss social equity issues. As he prepares to introduce a much-anticipated cannabis legalization bill. Okay, what is he saying here? Schumer characterized the discussion as an exciting meeting on social equity and federal marijuana reform. In a tweet on Friday, we're working to end the prohibition and ensure equity for communities impacted by the war on drugs, especially communities of color. Okay. Schumer has consistently stood with small and minority-owned businesses. We're glad to share hard-earned lessons for how Congress can ensure the communities most impacted by the war on drugs are set up for success. Just get out of the way. Enough with the red tape and bureaucracy and the overtaxation. 50%, if you saw my last video about, you know, what are the possible future outcomes of legalization? What would that look like and why uh, the current businesses are failing? is because of 50% tax on cannabis, even before um, it gets on the shelves. So that's what dispensaries are paying. And then they forward the cost on to you. If you want these uh, businesses to succeed, whether minority-owned or not, that should be considered as a serious possibility to help these, uh, the industry thrive rather than suffocate it. Um. I don't see anything else in here that Bashida Dawson, if you were betting on getting social equity through safe banking, please read this article I wrote. As I told Senator Schumer last week, CRCC is here to support. Um, CRCC believes that any cannabis reform bill that moves forward should be centered uh, in equity and justice, beginning with dismantling the drug war repairing its impact and preventing monopolies and (laughs) oligopolies. Um, We made suggestions based on our experience as state regulators, including stressing the importance of access to capital. Banking's fucking important. Capital is one thing, but being able to put that money somewhere is something else. Not having to worry that your bank account's going to get closed We don't want the big boys to come in. After all, the pain that's been occurring in communities like the one you represent in Brooklyn, where I'm from, to have the big boys come in and make all the money makes no sense. Well, 
for fuck's sake, that's already happening. It's been happening for a while. Here in California, it's been like that uh, ever since 2018. The big boys have swept in and are just, they're waiting. I mean, they're waiting patiently. I mean, with uh, large amounts of money, substantial capital. And um, when on a federal level something is done, they can really move fast. I mean, that's an understatement. So who knows um, what that's going to look like. Banking reform is so important for this industry. Um, What they're talking about, uh, keeping the big boys out, allowing uh, the smaller businesses who started from ground up at grassroots um, to not just survive, but thrive. In order to to do that, uh, I've mentioned it, get out of their way, less taxation, it's better for the people who want to consume cannabis. Like, my goodness, how much tax are we paying on alcohol? And alcohol is pretty dirt cheap, depending on what you drink. So at, uh, at what point will we see fair taxation, which will help the businesses? But um, these are just words for now. And I feel like that's so important to, to kind of note. They say they, they're for that and they want to help the small businesses and fix the inequities and... Of course, they want to uh, make sure that monopolies aren't created along the way. But, you know, history kind of speaks for itself. There, there, there are monopolies even now. <clears throat> there are monopolies even now. And they didn't do anything to stop those. I mean, they had plenty of opportunities to, uh, and they didn't. So what are you, you going to do with it? I'm probably going to wait and see how this all turns out uh, for, uh, for the future. We'll see. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I do have to mention grassdoor.com. If you want cannabis delivered fast, grassdoor.com can get it done in 45 minutes or less with over 500 plus products, daily deals, And all your favorites like flour, pre-rolls, vapes, edibles, and concentrates, there is no better place to turn. Right now, you can save on any order that's $30 and above if you use the coupon code ARK. That is all capital letters, A-R-K. Grassstore.com. Get your weed today. If you did enjoy this, smash the like. If you found some value, if you want to stick around, consider subscribing. I'll catch you guys on the next one.